Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisperer and Brew. Hello one, hello all, welcome to the Dual Position Podcast, I am your host, the SC Whisperer, coming off the back of a pretty tumultuous week. Uh, we were very happy to go the early crow when Tedesco faltered, um, it was very, very close to captaining Munster, I just got, I missed the lockout by a couple of seconds, we were stuck with the orange armband on Cleary, which explains the dip in rank, we're down to 237th, not awful, not great, uh, we're down 50 spots however, but yeah man, Cleary, Cleary the talking point, done for the Supercoach season. It's brutal. Brew, coach of the Brew World Order, did you unluckily put the C on him as well? No, no. I captained Munster, so my side's just shit, so our scores were pretty similar, but um, <laughs> no, I avoided that one. I wish I avoided it. I was very tempted to captain Munster, and like I finally pulled the trigger with about 30, or well, what I thought was 30 seconds left on the deadline clock on the Supercoach app, or on like, the website, and that said he was locked, so I was like, oh, we'll just ride it out, and then he got like 65 odd, and I was like, okay, cool, so clearly... Will be sweet. Cleary was on about thirty points after about five minutes, which was fantastic. Try assist to Sean O'Sullivan, and then you know, Paul drove uh, Dylan Brown's head into the turf. Sent off, not ideal. Four points. I think we ended up with like a thousand and twenty, uh, eleven hundred and twenty, which isn't awful, not not great, but few flops. Ronaldo Molotalo really starting to test my patience. I don't know about you. I don't know him. Really, really starting to to annoy me. Yeah, he's um. It's weird. Like, look, I took Katoa over him, and Katoa was easily actually winning that battle, but I thought Mulatalo might finish the season stronger and, and burn me, but at the moment his base is in the toilet, so he's he's not getting the pies, and his scores are kind of putrid. Got a got a great pie on the weekend. Only worth 17 points, though. Like, no no line break was a spectacular catch, but it's just the beauty of Supercoach. Hey, team list just dropped. There's a, a little bit to get through for the Roosters. Butcher and Collins are out. Both out. Uh, Carrigan also out fighting, you know, the charge he's got after the tackle on Jackson Hastings. So he is out. Cobo comes back into the Broncos site, which would be a huge inclusion for them, I think. I think they've really missed someone like someone Cobo uh, on the edge there. Olam and Nick Meany are out. Grant Anderson is in the centres. Uh, Tyrant Wishart at fullback. David Norfolk-Luma on the wing. And look, as a Tigers fan, sucks to see him go, but, you know, is what it is. They do get Xavier Coates back on the extended bench. So you'd think if Coates passes a captain's run... He'll be straight in for, you'd think, Marion Sevo, and there might be some reshuffling or even, you know, someone like Wishard might drop out and, and Anderson mm. goes back to fullback. That could be on the cards. For the Parramatta Eels, Mitch Moses out, Jake Arthur halfback. The Manly Seven, they're back in for the Seagulls. Ewan Aiken, some Supercoach relevant news here. He is back at centre. So if I was an owner of Ewan Aiken still, I'd be moving him on. He's 
score at centre is nowhere near what it is at the back row. Stephen Crichton is back with Nathan Cleary obviously out. Jamin Salmon at the six. Sean O'Sullivan at the seven. Thought they may have given Kurt Falls another crack, but it looks like they've gone with um, Salmon there. Will Ken- Falls is injured. Oh, Falls is injured. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, Will Kendi is out. I thought Lockie Miller would have got a crack at fullback, but however, they've gone with Dykes, who I don't know a whole lot about, so I can't really comment on that. Uh, for the Cowboys, Kyle Felt is out. Ruben Cotter is officially named on the bench. Came in last week, but officially named on the bench this week. For the Tigers, Jackson Hastings is out. Pole at 13. Joe Offerhangiawi at 10. And David Klemmer stood down for telling a trainer to, you know, stick it where the sun doesn't shine because he didn't want to come off the field. <laughs> Cracking stuff. All, like, <laughs> all because he's potentially going to the Eels. Who knows what's going on there? But, yeah. When you're a side like the Newcastle Knights are at the moment, I don't really think you can afford to drop David Clemmer, but oh well. If you're a side like the Newcastle Knights, I don't know why David Clemmer would want to stay on the park any longer than what he have to. That is a, a very fair point. <laughs> a fair bit of teamless Tuesday, teamless choo- teamless Tuesday news there. Uh, I think the, the few big ones are probably the, the Melbourne reshuffle, to be honest. Coats on the extended bench will be interesting to see what Craig Bellamy does. It'll be interesting to see who drops out, because obviously you've got Olam that's out for this week. You've got Meany, who could be out for a couple of weeks, and you're relying on Anderson, Marion Seve, uh, Dean Aramea. you obviously got Coates there in the wings. It'll be very interesting to see where he slots back in. Do you think that they get him back this week, or do you think that he just sort of... They get him primed for finals footy? The commentators hinted at it last week that he'd be ready um, this week, and now he is on that extended bench. So I think he'll play. It's just a matter of where he plays. I I don't know if they get a lot. Like, I'm not trying to put a knock on Wishart. Like, he's been Mr. Fix-It this year. He's played in pretty much every position by the front row. F- for them, I just I don't think he's fullback, and I think they need that link man. And I don't know who that person will be and who they put back there, but I don't think he's the guy. So I do think Coates will come back in. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the one. Another really interesting thing here is the Roosters bench. Connor Watson at 14, Ben Thomas at 15, Drew Hutchins at uh, at 16, and Terrell May at 17. So pretty light there in, I would say, the middles, unless Connor Watson's going to be playing some big minutes uh, with Victor, like pairing with Victor Radley uh, because normally comes in spells Victor, but that bench seems pretty light. Not too sure if, if Trent Robinson wants to get more out of Matt Lodge and, and Jared Ray Hargraves, but... Yeah, that that's an interesting dynamic as well. Angus Crichton and that butcher just still still look to be locked in for eighty minutes there on the edges. Yeah, I'd say they are on the edges. I'm not sure. Like Ben Thomas, he's predominantly you know in the front row, and Hutch is a big dude, but I wouldn't be playing him in the forwards. And is Terrell Watson, May still obviously Terrell May still quite mm-hmm. raw? You don't. I don't. I wouldn't want to be giving Terrell May thirty five forty minutes off the bench. No, I don't. I don't know if he's ready for that at the top level. So I, wow, that's interesting. Mm. I did. I didn't like. I skimmed over it, and I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, so, you know, so, 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 something, that fact. something worth worth noting there. Um, this week, I don't really want to go into buys and sells because we're getting to the stage now in the season where I think it's time to to, to zig when others zag. However, we have the massive issue of Nathan Cleary in our sides to fill. So instead of looking at the who's the most bought, who's the most sold, I want to go through some of the best options when it comes to Cleary. Now, I know a lot of guys have a plethora of jewels available. They can bring in probably almost any position they want to. I want to focus on just the halves and the 5 eighths here because I've got about six names that we can we can go over. We can spend a couple of minutes on talking about each of them and, and so we can sort of rank them as to where we think the best replacement is or if you uh, use another strategy. At halfback, I know he's had a lean couple of weeks, but he still possesses a 60, 63 three-round average and that includes two poor weeks. 6% ownership and an elite run home. 
I still think the number one replacement is Daly Cherry Evans. I know that Jerome Hughes is being mass brought this week. But the, oh, I don't know why. The, the, the run home is kind of gross. Although he does have a 68.4 average. Like, the average is nearly 70, which is nice. Owned by 11.6% of teams already. You can get DCE for similar production uh, for, you know, half the ownership. Look, this week's nice, and I understand winning this week, but the run home is bloody hard. And he's not going to score a try every week. It's just not going to happen. And if he doesn't score a try last week, you know, the guy scores 50. I, I personally, I'd, I'd go, if you're choosing between those two stated players, 100% I go DC. And I own Hughes, so I watch him probably a bit closer than you guys have been. That that brings on sort of the, the next player in Jerome Hughes. I can see merit behind buying him. If you have, if you, if you're a strictly head-to-head player and you've still got eight, nine, ten trades up your sleeve, yeah, target the guys that, that get you to win now. And this is why this this point of the season is hard because I'm a predominantly classic player. You're at the moment playing a head to head. The audience is going to be listening to like they're going to have split strategies, so we're going to have to tackle this both ways. From from an overall point, I would be going DCE. Um, from a from a head to head standpoint, if you have the trades, I can get behind the Jerome Hughes move, but it's not the long term play for me. Oh look, if you got trades in hand, if you win this week, you can not trade next week. You know, which means that. You know, you don't need to trade until the semis. So if you do have, say, you know, four or five trades left, then yes, it's a good move this week. Because if you go through, you save two next week. And then, you know, it doesn't really matter after that. You could trade him back out if you wanted to, if the run at that time is no good. So from a head-to-head perspective, yes, totally get it. We should just caveat, the number one option is to move Nico Hines up. That's by far and away the first option for me. Trade Cleary out, Hines up, and then you bring mm-hmm. a fullback in. That's that's the... Uh, yeah. But I'd if, rather take a center or a fullback yeah, than a half at the moment. Hundred percent, because there's not a whole lot of excitement. But if you're if you're stuck with, um, I know some guys that own Moses and Cleary, so you're up shit creek without a paddle there. So you're going to have to move Hines up and still bring in a halfback. So when it comes to those two, I think they're I think they're probably the safest. Then then we move on to, to Adam Reynolds. Now there's been a lot of hype with Adam Reynolds with a season average of sixty seven sixty five point seven. I did not see this coming. At the start of the year, you and I both had this, you know, in a, in a better South attack, in a more prolific side, he was a mid-50s kind of guy. We didn't expect to have this 10-point jump, and, and he's been extraordinary. Owned by 5.4% of teams, what worries me is the run home for the Broncos is not ideal at all. It looks harder than it is. My concern is that the Broncos didn't look that good last week. Maybe it was just a, you know, a little bump in the road, but... They didn't look crash hot for me last week, so I'd, I'd want to see how they go this week against the Chookies because I think they'll be ready for that. Are you putting any stock into No Carrigan potentially for the next three or four weeks? That, that that's a big loss. It's gonna it's gonna hurt their middle. Um, I'd be happy if I was a Haas owner because I think Haas will get a ten minute, you know, bump in his minutes. Um, it'll hurt him in the middle absolutely, and the Roosters should target that. No, yeah, definitely. This is my play. Now, this is a strictly head-to-head play. It's a pod matchup. 76 5-round average, 6% owned. The side that he's in is starting to look really, really good. They're starting to click. He's got the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Tigers, Melbourne, who have been leaking points galore, and South, who could be resting half their team in round 25. Sam Walker. It's your boy, Sam Skywalker. Yeah, yeah I sold Skywalker right when this happened too. I owned him all season long. I switched him to Jerome and uh, yeah, he's kind of kicked me in the nards 
since then, but now he's going well and, and he looks good ever since they put the number seven on his back instead of the six. He, he has more control. He's playing quite confident. I think there'll be plenty of points in this game against the Broncos too. Uh, typically, you know, no matter where we are on the ladder, um, we generally have high scoring games, except for that one time Broncos fans, 59 nil. Thank you. I should have come more prepared. Um, I don't have the stats on me, but like just from the eye test, his goal kicking has improved immensely. He was dreadful off the tee last 75%. year. 75%. Dreadful last year. And and it's it's yes. improved dramatically. People say... And it, he... You go, you go. No, you go. Anything over 33%. And that, that's the thing. Like, as a goal kicker and super coach, if you kick at 33%, which is shocking, you break even. So anything over 33% is an improvement. If you're kicking at 75, that's that's a, a big uptick in your scores. That's an extra six to 10 points a game. He's at um he's at seventy five percent now, but over the first three weeks he he was probably at thirty percent. So it has swung a long way. Like he he tends to have one dud kick a game that misses, but the rest of them are pretty much on the money. Um, so yeah, seventy five percent kicking. You'll take three out of four goal kicks. Yeah, hundred percent. So I guess out out of these pure halfbacks, I know the chat are asking a lot about five eight. They're asking a lot about centre wings. We will get to those. Just strictly halfbacks, rank DCE, Hughes, Reynolds, and Walker. Uh, one, one, let's one, go. one for head to head, and then for overall. Oh fuck! Um, for me, for me, head to head. For, for me, overall, it's still DC number one. I just yeah, think I think DC with the is run my home, one. Then head to head, I would probably still have DC number one. To be honest. Yeah, DC is one for both of mine. I just think that he's he's that kind of player. Like he loves pulling out a forty twenty. Uh, if they score points, he's he's going to have an involvement in it. Um, you know, if Garrett gets the slightest, you know, pinky tweak, he's going to goal kick potentially as well. So there's a lot of pluses there. Gets his man Hamalola um, too back as well this week. You know, the, didn't play last week. The week before was busted, like with his ankle, so the the ball did not go that way at all. I'm, I'm really yep. keen to see Hamal back um, as a DC owner myself. So just just keen for that. I would then probably rank from a head to head standpoint. I would probably rank Hughes above Walker, but then I would probably flip them when it comes to overall. And I would have Reynolds at the the bottom of, of those. I'm going to put, and this is non-Roosters bias, I'm going to put Walker ahead of Hughes purely because the last four weeks for Melbourne are seriously bloody hard. Yeah, sorry. Like, just, just really in a, hard. You know, in a head-to-head standpoint, if you had to pick a halfback this week, are you picking Hughes or Walker? Uh, look, I'll say Hughes because yeah. it's the Titans, but at the same time, Walker could score a ton yeah. against the Broncos too. Hundred percent. So. That's that's sort of my thinking too. Uh, let's move on to halfbacks. I, sorry, I just want to reiterate that Brew and I, our stance is Hines up to halfback is is by far the way the best choice because it's not that ideal halfback this year. Um, five eighth Munster for me, it's still a clear, clear number one. People are still buying him, and for good reason. I know that he hasn't been electric, but he's still been the best five eighth in my opinion. He's yeah, kind of, he's, he's, he's kind um, of fixture proof as well. Absolutely. Because he's got a really high base and he normally gets, you know, even if Melbourne have bad games, he normally gets an LBA or a line break himself. Like he gets something we'll be goal that kicking. just puts him in decent enough areas. And then, yeah, I didn't even think of that. There's there's goal kicking too. Yeah, which is which is huge. Like that's the thing. People are like, oh, Munster's not a great kicker. He only has to kick at 33%. He has to kick one out of every three goals to break even. Anything above that, he's making points. So Munster goal kicking yeah. is going to be ideal. Um, when it comes yeah, to Dylan Brown, I'm really, really intrigued by him. Like, I'm, I'm really, really keen, but I just want to see a week. You know, I just want to see a week with him without Moses for, for the whole game. I want to see how he goes, um, but I'm definitely, definitely tempted. The problem is, though, for the last five games the Eagles have, four of them are against top, four of them are against top eight teams, and the one team that it's not against is the 
Bulldogs, who could definitely put up a fight. So they play four top eight teams and the Bulldogs. Kind of. What was that? Who beat them? Yeah, 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 definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's 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 not the best run home. But Dylan Brown, I think, is just a mini Cam Munster. Like he doesn't need, you know, the Titans or the Tigers to score well. Like we saw him score hundred plus against um, the the Storm earlier in the year. So fixture wise, I think he is pretty fixture proof. I just don't know. I think Mitch Moses, his like ability to steer a team around is quite uh, underappreciated. So I want to see how that goes. If if the responsibility does fall on the Jake Arthur. Or if Dylan Brown has to step up more and take more of that, you know, leadership role, which is taking away some of the best parts of his game. So I want to see yeah, how he, how he goes just for a week. And unfortunately, I don't really have a week to wait. So I'm probably gonna have to skip Dylan Brown. But if you had the trades, I'd definitely give a, give him a close watch this week. At this point in time, there's probably three or four guys I'd actually take over Dylan Brown. Most interesting are quite potish. Um, but I think five eight's the type of position that like Munsters you must have. Yeah. Um, and I get that, but if you're going to flex, you should have deep squads by now, uh, which means that you can potentially flex your five eighth too. You don't have to play them every week. There's probably some other options I'd I'd, I'd go down. There's to be two honest, before there's, Brown. There's two Cowboys I'm thinking of. Obviously, Scott Drinkwater, uh, big bounce uh, back game. Yeah. Li- big bounce back game He's last one week. Of the options. Uh, skipping further ahead of the show, but hot takes last week. We had him for a seventy plus, and he delivered in spades. Um, however, Tommy Din. You had him 70 plus. I had him 90 plus. Oh, thank you. Oh. Um, I'll tell that. Uh, <laughs> I, haven't looked, I haven't looked too much into Tommy Dearden, but I will quickly pull his stats up. But like the footy that he's playing this year has just been great. And I think I think having Chad there next to him has been fantastic. Give me your thoughts on on um, on Scott Drinkwater if you don't own him by now while I pull up Dearden's stats. Oh, look, I said it last week on the pod that there was this movement to sell this bloke. And I told everyone that you're an absolute madman for doing that. That The run home is golden. And that last time he... Had that twelve, he he came out and absolutely brained it for the next month, and I'm not saying he's going to brain it for the next three weeks, but he brained it last week. So uh, I hundred percent support Drinkwater. Uh, pretty much any Cowboys um, for the run home, I support. Um, their draw is pretty juicy, and they they're just a team that can score a lot of points this year. So you know that's always a plus. I, if, while you're doing that, if you want some others, there's a couple other sneaky options. Yeah, I've got, um, I've got a I'll few more. I, I want to cover Dearden because I think he's a guy that I would love to have to play on matchups, but he's not a guy that I'd love to have playing week in, week out. So round 19 against the Tigers, 79. Round 20 against the Dragons, 70. But then you go back to games against the Broncos, Manly, Panthers, Melbourne. Like, he didn't score above 50 there. Uh, and then like another 60 against the Tigers, and then sort of teed off earlier this year. He's a guy that I would play based off matchups, and looking at that, there's probably only two matchups I would play him in in round 21 and 23. So if you have a deep enough squad to cover that rotation, then Tom Dean could be your guy. Um, however, he's not my number one option. My Not my number one option either, but a, a guy that I am seriously looking at, and I know that he flopped last week, and a lot of people are upset, and they you know rage trading him, but it's Matt Burton. Like for yep, me, like I know mine. I know that he he wasn't good last week, but you know Karaz was the star of the show. the The edge defense for the the, the Knights was shocking. Karaz just absolutely brutalized them, and Burton didn't need to get involved as much as he had been. However, I do think he is yeah great. He's got that huge huge ceiling. Doesn't have an ideal draw, uh, but with goal kicking, you know the number one creative player. I think there's a decent floor there for Matt Burton. I'm not even too worried about the draw at the moment, the way the dogs are playing. Mm. Everyone looks hard, to be honest. Like, when you're the Bulldogs, every match is hard. But they're, they're turning up every week, scoring 24 to 34 like, points, week in, week out at the moment since, you know, Mick Potter took over. So 
I'm not even looking at the draw when it comes to them. I'm just backing the fact that they're playing inspired footy. They're throwing the ball around. Someone's going to be a benefactor of that. Like we obviously know that Addo Carr is going to, you know, get a double every week because they chip it to him. And that seems to be something that the teams just aren't cluing onto. And normally Burton's the guy involved in that stuff. So I'm 100% behind Burton pick. But my number one pick, trying not to be bi- trying not Say to it. be biased, but Say it's it. it's my boy Adam Dewey, baby. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, he was on my list too. Um, I just feel Glenn Quagmired for anyone who can't <laughs> physically see the video. Um, yeah, he's he's my guy to be honest, and um, especially now with the injuries, you know, it, it's going to even more so on on him. Good goal kicker, the Blakes, you know. I'm impressed, to be honest. I, I, I didn't think he'd be this good. Um, and again, like the last couple of weeks, you know, to beat the Broncos, you know, you're talking about top six, top eight side, that's a big win for them. You know, they should have beat the team that coming in second the week before. And I won't have anyone argue that fact. That was a Tigers victory. So well, that's two big wins, which gives me a little bit of confidence that maybe they're actually going to compete in matches now and as long as they're competing they should be able to score some points so but yeah like, uh, like, i'm pr- very pro adam dwayhe brooks out hastings out he's back he's he's taken to, to footy like a duck to water from his injury um everything's going through him he's looking great jock madden's there young inexperienced half that's going to need some guidance adam dewey is that guy he is an absolute ball hog he loves a run for himself he will rack up you know Cam Munster-esque levels of base, not quite as high, but still a good floor. And they have a somewhat decent draw to run home. I'm trying not to be biased here, but he does have a handy jewel as well with 5'8 and centre wing. So if you need to move some guys around, uh, it can definitely work. Adam Dewey is my number one option in the 5'8 slot. Adam Dewey versus Daly Cherry Evans, if you had to pick a like a, like a half rather than um, a centre or a second row or a hooker, where are you leaning towards there? Uh, look, DCT is safe. Dewey's bold. Um, I guess it depends where you're at. Yeah. I, I, I don't so. want to tell people which way to go. Like, you know, if I was in your spot, I'd probably go DC. But when I'm in my spot, if I had a trade left, I'd go Adam Dewey. So it just depends. You know, you got to play the game. you got to play your game based on where you're at and what you need to do to make up ground. So make the choice. They're both very solid picks. You left one guy out that I reckon is a real smoky, you know, and I, again, it's a guy that I wouldn't be wanting to play every single week. It's actually Matt Moylan. Ooh, spicy. That they that they're playing good footy at the moment. Like I know they they didn't get it done in the second half against the Panthers, but they sure got it done in the first half and and they showed that they could take it to Penrith. And then last week, that last week they were real good again. They got this great draw home, like really top shelf draw home. And Fitzy's just got them going in the right direction. And and we saw Moylan do it last time they had a bit of a skinny run where he just kept scoring tries every week and everyone was like, oh, he won't keep it up. He won't keep it up. Well, he's kept it up for most of the season now. So, and he, and he hasn't gone down injured and touch wood that he doesn't. Um, I don't know much. I don't, about, I don't hate it. I don't know much about this Dykes at fullback, um, but it just looks like Matt Moylan's playing deeper and deeper in set pieces every week. Like Heinz will take it to the line and hit out the back. And it looks like Moylan is just so deep in the back line that he could be almost that fullback, almost similar to Jerome Luai for the, for the Panthers when they go left. Not so much, 
traditional six, like a Kieran Foran, but more of that sweeping number six, similar to, yeah, like, like Lua, like I said. So the injury to, to Kennedy could be a huge shout for, for Matt Moylan. Um, a definitely a guy you'd play on matchups, but yeah, we know that the Sharks have a really good run home, and that could be a huge pod move. I'd be surprised if he's owned by more than 1% of teams right now. So yeah, that could be a, a massive, massive play for, for, for Moiser there with the Sharkies. If Dykes is who I think he is, he is very, very young. And he's a goal-kicking fullback for plays um, in Ron Massey, I think it is. If he th- he's supposed to be a whiz kid if it's the kid I'm thinking about for Cronulla. Interesting. Time will tell. A uh, couple other ones. I didn't want to go too much in detail with other positions. Like, I didn't want to give four or five names. I wanted to give sort of the best ones off the top of my head. Is Joe Tarpany worth it? 700K, a lot of money to spend. Yep. But, man, he's playing probably... probably the Duke pro- bangs out. Like, the I- Duke got Sinbin last week. 120 and- <laughs> Like, fuck, man. It's like, it's it's not a gimmick anymore. It's just what the dude does. Mate, I say it every Ricky's week. Ricky's finally clued on that, you know, I could never understand why Tarpany was getting 35 to 42 minutes. Now that the bloke's not getting that and he's getting actual, you know, top tier forward minutes, he's killing it. He's easily the best front row forward this year. If you've got to pay 700K to get him, just get him. I, um, I say this all the time, but like round 13, heading into round 13, I needed a front row forward. And I'm like, oh, I'll just pick up someone for a couple of weeks. And I picked up Tarpany. And this was like before he went on this like amazing. He was like a 62-point average kind of guy. And I picked him up. I'm like, oh, he'll cover me for two or three weeks. And I'll move him on to like, I know someone else. And man, like I've just been blown away. Like he's just been absolutely sensational. You got to try last been, week. You've been kissed on the dick so many <laughs> times this year. I swear to God. You did the same thing for Elliot with your boost for Elliot. Ed. Oh, I'll just get him. He'll make some cash. And you know, yeah, now we Elliot, start lock every week and uh, killing it. You've had it with a few guys. Yeah, you talked me into Butcher. Remember when Butcher went on that like four week run where he's like scored like 80, 80, 75, 80. Just um, how it goes sometimes. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it is. Um, but I also captained Pappenhausen for his fuck all. I captained Cleary last week. So it comes in swings and roundabouts. Um, but yeah, Joe, Joe Tarpany is just like offloading King. He had like 15 tackle busts last week. Like he's just a, just a weapon. Got, got Simbin, still scored 100 plus. Um, and he is ball playing a little bit as well. So like it, it's good because he's like, the way I've looked at Canberra is like, Papali will take the first hit up. Elliot might take the second hit up. Tarpany might be a link man for the third tackle, or it might be the other way around. Like, you know, he might be a, a link man for the second tackle, but he like will take the next hit up. He'll go to the play the ball. He'll take the next hit up. So just because he touches the ball in the set, it's not a, not, not like it just because he touches the ball and moves it on. It's not a bad thing because he's right there for the next hit up. And who knows, on the tackle beforehand, he could have picked up an, an attacking player. He's got a few line breakers this year, a few line breaks for himself. He's always looking to get that hand free for the offload. So 700K, it's a lot of money to spend, but yeah, he is shitting out points for fun. And if you have the jewels to move around, I would much prefer him um, over sort of any forward exception of one person maybe, and we'll, we'll touch on that soon. As a Latrell Mitchell, as just Latrell Mitchell in general, would you be concerned about his low score last week? Because I was very happy to death ride him for the first two weeks. I expected him to score a shit ton of points. Um, last week was what I sort of expected from him moving forward because of, you know, just Latrell. If South don't score, Latrell can't goal kick. And, you know, he had a really, really junk time try that still, um, he still scored mid-50s. Oh, that's, that's Latrell, you know, they're... South, so I guess uh, he's a little bit like Cody. They're, they're flat track bullies. If they're not scoring the points, he's probably not going to score too much. You know, he either needs that assist or the try or um, or the goal kicking. And if he's not getting those things, then you know he's not going to he's not going to score through the ceiling because we know he hasn't got the work rate. Yeah, no, de- definitely. Um, 
I wouldn't be looking to sell him, obviously, but yeah, just be can just 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 monitor him and monitor South. Hopefully, they can come in with a wet sale if you're an owner. Speaking of Souths, I don't want to say it because I'm Harry Grant's number one fan. But is Damien Cook the best hooker for the run home? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um... Because every week I see, I feel like I'm sitting here on this podcast, being like, you know, Harry Grant, he's just going to explode. It's just, it's going to come together. He's finally going to put it. And together. every week I tell you that he's not. And yeah, but Damien Cook is just—he's boring. Um, but he's sixty-five he, boring. He, yeah. Oh, he probably is. Um, although, if Cameron McInnes, ah, <laughs> oh, Fanukin, can Fanukin yeah. stay out a bit yeah, longer? Yeah, please. If Fanukin stays out a bit longer, it's McInnes because McInnes with big minutes just. Eats base for breakfast. Yep. Um, no, yeah, it's probably Cookman. Which is annoying because, yeah, because we know, like, Grant can just... He, he can score 130 this weekend. Like, he just can. Like, I don't think Cook can, but that's the problem. Like, we're, we're, probably will this week, but... Are we, are we, are we holding on to this, that? Like, are we holding on to this vivid dream that just won't, won't come back because, yeah, even, like, even though they won last week, Melbourne did not look overly great. I just want him to get cheap. For next year. Uh, okay, a couple more before we will take a short break. Um, what do we do with Tago and Talon May? Now that both the halves are out, are they sells? Do they play on matchups? Or are they, like, you know, vanish to the NPRs forever? Look, Tago seems to have found his own role within that team. Um, May's floundering link- a little bit. He links very well with kickout, too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tago's good enough to hold. Um, is he good enough play? Is he good enough play on. though? Is he good enough play? I'll be playing him every week. Um, but as for Talon May, yeah, he's, fl- he's floundering a little bit. Base has gone yeah, down. I, attacks. I, I'm there. not sure. I'm not sure he's going. Well, I think it's partially because of Toto. To be honest with you, you know, there's not as many hit ups to take when Toto's taking every second one. That's so, um, and you know, f- for May, he needs that link between Kickow and Tago to go one further. And sometimes it doesn't need to go one further because Tay goes straight through. So I'd be, I'd sell May. I think May's a sell. I, I'd keep holding on Tago. Maybe have a look for another couple of weeks. See see how they go. Obviously without their two studs. Um, but I'm pretty sure Tago went quite well when they were out over the Origin period. So maybe just have a look for Tago. Minus thirteen break even, seven hundred k, one hundred and ten three round average, ninety eight five round that- average. Is Jeremiah Nanai, is he oh, there a must-have? Oh, look. Australian back rower, I'm calling it now. I'll, I'll turn out. I'll, I'll say he's a, he's a must-have, and next week he'll get 30. So <laughs> I'm not going to use the term must-have, but All right, going pretty me, bloody let, good. Let, and let, I did say you want to own some cowboys. So. Let, me, let me put this to you. If you had to buy a back rower right now, a premium back rower that wasn't Hamaola Kawatu, are you buying Sean Lane or with? Are you buying Sean Lane on Dylan Brown's edge, or are you buying Jeremiah Nanai with you know the the try scoring upside that he possesses? And, and to be fair, Sean Lane does have that upside as well. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm buying 
Jeremiah Nanai, even if there's a tree at 5'8 over Sean Lane. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have asked you because I know you got the uh, the old Sean Lane uh, agenda. Um, but yeah, that's going to be kind of all the you know strategy stuff out of the way. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to have our best captain options this week because I think they're pretty crucial this week, um, especially with head-to-head, every point's vital. We're going to have our hot takes from this week, who we think is going to go well. I've got a sneaky non-supercoach one that I might be chucking chucking a few Benjamins on, Brew, this week on the... On, on the old bookmaker websites. So there's a, a, an NRL game I'd like to put a bet on. And we've also got our trade talks for the week where Brew and I will reveal sort of what we're doing and where we're sitting at this week. Um, yeah, because Cleary has thrown a spanner into the works. So sit tight, hang 10. Uh, not even hang 10. Hang about two minutes and we will be right back. All right, we are back. In the poll, Brew, uh, in, in the poll, in the break, I ran a quick poll on YouTube and it's still going right now. So make sure you vote on that one. I put who is the better buy, Tarpany or Nenai? 71% of the vote has gone to Joe Tarpany, despite Nanai's incredible upside. I just voted. Very, very interesting stuff there. I think people are just banking on those points, but Tarpany still possesses that immense upside as well. Um, but yeah, overall, like, I, think it, I think it's really interesting this, this time of the season, um, just, with, just with head-to-head, people playing differently. And the chat's popping off as well, which is what we always like to see. They shout out to everyone in the chat, asking each other questions and stuff. Sometimes Brew and I can't answer them all whilst we're midstream. So yeah, awesome to see you guys continuing on. Uh, best captains and vice captains options this week. Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking. I always forget I have a soundboard that I need to use more often. Uh, it's the Roosters' first game of the round. Uh, tempting. First game of the round last week as well. Didn't do too well for Teddy, but for Manu it went fantastic, and he's becoming harder and harder to turn away. I think he had four hundred thousand tackle breaks. Don't don't go look that up. I'm, I'm positive it was that many tackle breaks, and yeah, I mean he was just he was just relentless. Teddy, Manu two very, very good VC options. Where would you lean out of those two? I'm actually leaning probably Manu. Um, Bigger upside, if hey? I, if I have to pick one there. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know why it is. Like, I, I thought about it last week, and then I was like, you know what? First week back, I won't do it. And then I kind of wish I had. Yeah. I would, um, I, would you have looped? I would have looped it. Really? Yeah. Really? I, yeah. Like, in the position I'm in with my side, like, it, it, I can take the loop pretty much every week, and I don't feel like I'm going to lose out too much. Like, I've been smashed by injury, basically. I've lost, I think, five guys for the season in the last three weeks. So, you know, it is what it is. That burns your trades. It's burned all my trades. So, you know, no trade talk for me. So, Interesting. you know, if I get a good one, I'm just going to take it. Now that, that's for me. That's Luke. that's fair. Hey, what, what are your thoughts on Munster as a VC this week against Titans? Because, oh. Uh, look, man, it's actually what I'm debating. I'm debating whether I skip the the Chooks game. I don't have a great history with Thursday nights um, when it comes to the VC. I don't mind that six o'clock time slot. And obviously it's the Titans. And I'm just thinking if I went the VC on money, I could captain Hines um, against the Dragons is an option for me. Otherwise the option is I, I straight, like I basically captain Munster and then VC one of the Chooks. That's the two directions basically for me that I'll go. Well, that was the next man on my list. Hines for me is the, I'm not going to say the best captain option, but the most obvious captain option, isn't he? Yeah, my only my only worry is is that you know it's a local derby. I think the Dragons will be a bit more up up for it. Um, last time we saw them up for a game, they played pretty damn well. Um, it is at the Sharks' home ground. Seven uh, thirty's decent time slot for them, I think. Um, yeah, it's it's tricky this week because the game that follows that, if I had someone. I'd probably go there. 
I'm tempted to take a massive swing on captaincy this week. Um, you got Drinkwater, Valentine Holmes, similar to Teddy and mm. uh, and Manu. Where are you leaning with the Val and Drinky debate? Uh, look, it was Drinkwater's week last week, so I'm going to go Val this week. Val still, I think, just just quietly had an 80-plus, 90-plus game as well. So he he just quietly went about his work as well. Uh, yep. I'll tell you what, Adam Dewey against the Knights could could be, uh, could be, a, could be a shout. You'd have big balls. You'd have grapefruits for sure, but it is the Knights, man. They're Imagine the Knights. that. Imagine like six weeks ago we're sitting here saying, you know, Captain Tigers player. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? Um, <laughs> yeah. It, seriously, it's an option. Yeah. I guess it's just how, how big are your balls. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, hot takes. Last week I had Grant Munster and Hughes to combine for 300. Not, not quite, <laughs> not, not quite. Didn't, 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 uh, didn't tear the Warriors apart that much. Uh, I had Drinkwater seventy plus. That was a big tick. I had uh, Big Angus Crichton eighty plus, and that that definitely did not hit because boy howdy, he sucked last week. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Do you have last week's on you, or have you forgotten them? Uh, I know you had Drinkwater ninety plus. Yeah, I had that one. No, I've forgotten a man. Ah, bless. Well, this week, Penrith back-to-back losses. Not a super coach-related one, but this is this is the one that I might whack a you know a pineapple or two on because uh, I think the Raiders are underdogs. I think they're two dollars thirty on uh, Sportsbet at time of recording. The Raiders quit. Where's it at? Uh, it's in at GAO. So in uh, in 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 Raiderland. If I was if I was tipping, I would tip Canberra. Oh, spicy! I've also got. Cameron Munster as the highest scoring player this week in all of Supercoach. That'd be nice. Oh, boy, it wouldn't happen. it? Um, but it would be lovely. I, I, I hope you're right. <laughs> and what else you got? Yep. Adam, what's doing, Dewey? Back to back 100 point affairs for the big man. <sighs> We really need to discuss these. We first. do. We're twenty-one uh, rounds uh, in. I think I'm I'm sharked. Probably what I'm sharked. One of yours at least. Uh, I had Munster going hundred plus. I so had sharked Dewey two going hundred plus. I had James Tedesco going hundred plus. So you didn't say the Teddy one, but you you've pretty much alluded to Munster <laughs> getting triple figures, and you definitely alluded to Adam Dewey. He's one. Don't worry about those ones. Here's a spicy one for you. Oh. I got the Bulldogs beating the Cowboys this week. Where, who's at home? It's at Salter Oval. I don't know where that is. Where, where the fuck is Salter Oval? No idea. Anyone in the I chat? Don't care where it is. Anyone in the chat? Tell me where uh, Salter Oval, Oval is. Um, that's spicy. What 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 is your reasoning behind the doggies get the job done over the Cowboys? Um, just the the spirit, I guess, that the dogs are showing lately. Um, I just feel like the way that the Cowboys fell out of that Tigers game. If they do that against the dogs, the dogs will punish them a little bit more. Um. And even last week, you know, the Dragons, it was, I can't remember exactly, it was like 14 all or 14 12, like pretty much going into half time. So they were in that contest for quite a while there. Um, it's in Bundaberg, apparently. Just a gut call. Like, I'm not saying dogs win 13 plus. I still think there'll be points in the game, but I, I can honestly see a 24 18 or a 26 18 type win. Matt Burton, um, Matt Burton Masterclass. It was a big shocker. Uh, could be, man. Yeah, so, so it's it's in Bundaberg, so the the lovely chatter telling me. Hey, one one fi- one fixture I totally looked over. Latrell Mitchell could score two hundred and fifty points this weekend against the Warriors. Um Yeah. Yeah. 
I hate to say because I'm not an owner. I've been death riding here, but he could he could just rip them rip them apart. He certainly could. It's um, going to be really tough as well. Like if you still own Cody Walker, hats off to you. I couldn't do it, but like it's going to be hard. Like because if, if you own Cody Walker, prime captaincy game, but then you got Munster against the Titans, which is not like it's it it, blo- it sort of cock blocks you both ways. It's a really loaded weekend for options when you look at it. Someone just mentioned in the like chat. Really loaded. How do you feel? And this is a huge punt. David Nofaluma as a buy. How much is David Nofaluma right now? Oh, good question. All right, let's let's get this up. But first game in the storm. We know he's like he used to be a base stat monster back in like 2004, whenever the last time he was good. Like he in the in the Bellamy system, we know that their base stat numbers for center wings aren't fantastic, but they haven't but had Nofaluma play fullback this week. Oh, f- please no. <laughs> That'd be dreadful. Um, David Norfolk-Luma Norf- like- <laughs> is sitting at a lovely price of 489k with a season average of 55 in an absolutely dreadful Tiger side. I'd do that. Yeah, actually, I would too. Like, if you're, if you're like, you know, I don't, if you got trades left, like 480 at the moment for a center's cheap, cheapest best, like you're paying six, seven hundred for the good ones now. So. You know, you got a guy like North Luma who's always played, you know, for a bum ass club. And <laughs> shout we out are. to Pat McAfee for that term. Um, like, yeah, playing for the Melbourne Storm, like he he could get on the back of some nice set moves, could get some tries. You know, if you know Bellamy gets out the cow prod, might get his work rate up. I don't mind it. Yeah, they haven't had a guy like him since like Vunavalu off the top of my head, like just a big strong winger. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. I'm tempted to buy him. I'm not tempted to buy him. I'm definitely buying him. But I'm tempted to captain. Adam, baby Dewey. He's in for Nathan Cleary, obviously. Um, I think the way it works. Oh, you're doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. I I mean, uh, no one else else excites me. I I can buy any fullback, any center wing, or any halfback. And, like, I don't want Luttrell. Oh, I've man. been watching Dewey with um with keen eyes. Do you remember that um I that draft league we did? Um, many many moons ago, yeah. At the start of the season, yeah, and I drafted all the blokes that were injured. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. So you finally got Dewey back. Yeah, and I I think I started this. Like, how many rounds in Marie? I don't know. I think I started the season Norton fourteen or something like that because I had Sevo and Dewey and Latrell and. Oh, fuck, I don't even remember who else. But I had all those injured blokes just sitting there on my bench just waiting, hoping I could get – it's a dynasty too. I should probably say that. It is a dynasty league. So, you know, it's a long-term game. Yeah. (laughs) I I think I've won the last three in a row and I've got massive scores. How good. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at buying Adam Dewey or I'd buy Latrell this week and just straight captain him this week. But then, like moving forward, it's not not, um, not ideal. But like Latrell for me could be like could go off and like I could look at buying Latrell. I could look at buying Adam Dewey. They're the only, only two I really like. Uh, Valentin Holmes. I don't lo- think I'd do that this week, to be honest. Val's looking Val's looking good. Um, I think that's a bit short sighted, Josh. I, what, I don't know if I'd do that. With, one, man. L- 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 like the one week play on on Trell. Yeah, like we we've we've spoken about it since. Like I know, but it's just like, like he could literally score 500 points as captain this week, and that's that's probably a bit too much. But I wouldn't be surprised that by the end of the game week, we're sitting here going, "Oh well, if you captain Latrell Mitchell, he scored you 370 points." Like I wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me. Look, I'll take you. All right, he'll go under 100. You can take the 100 plus. He'll go under 100. Uh, yeah, sh- sure, whatever. I'll take it. Um, all right, let's let's have a look. 
because I haven't actually had a look at their draw for a while. I know that, I know that they finished very poor. So they have the Panthers, uh, not Panthers. They've got the Warriors this week. Then they've got Parramatta, Penrith, Cowboys, and Roosters. Uh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go look at points against fullbacks against those sides. Um, but at the moment, I am leading towards Adam Dewey, and I could I could captain him. It'll be him or Hines that I would I would consider captaining. I'm not telling you what to do because you're ranked 237 and I'm not. Um, <laughs> but basically what would happen is um, Cleary's out, Hines goes up, and then I would just shift Manu to fullback and buy a centre wing or I'd you know, have this, the, the fullback spot open and buy Latrell if I, if I went that way. But it, yeah, I, I don't know. This is the problem with doing these at, at, on a Tuesday. My mind is still racing. My initial thought was Dewey and then I realised that Latrell plays the Warriors and maybe I'm just looking at it as a one-week play which is not ideal considering I'm gonna only going to have one trade left after this week. Oh, look. I think the the way things have turned out, their draw is probably not as bad now um, than yeah, what it was at the time. Like the Panthers won't be as hard for them now. You know the Chooks aren't nor the top the, two, top four side that nor, we nor, thought nor, they were going to be. Nor were the Eels. Like the Eels without Moses, I think it's a Eels are hot and cold. Cowboys, you know, are very good, but they can have the bad games where they get some points put on them. So. It might not be a horrible idea. Um, I'm going I'm to put a poll up and see what what the chat thinks. That, that's 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 never a good thing to, to sway my mind. Um, and then we'll we'll take some questions. Better buy. Trell. Dewey. There we go. Uh, and then we'll yeah, and, and then we'll answer some questions. And um, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up. But yeah, I'm no idea with trades this week. Uh, plenty of people are asking on Deed and go back. 25 minutes in this podcast, and you'll hear our thoughts on Dearden. Um, someone in the chat makes a really good point, Brew. Talon made a David Nofaluma. Cost you 25k. Why not? Is it sideways, though? Or is it not considering the Panthers' halves are, in, are now out? They've literally got no halves for the rest of the season. Yeah. Like, you're talking about a buy-round half combination. So, why not? What's, how many points ahead are Penrith right now on the ladder? Because I know they lost last week. Six. They're still six because the Cowboys lost. No, the Cowboys won. They were they were eight ahead. They should have been ten ahead. Oh, they're still six. But, okay, but now it would be six. I yeah. was I was going to say, do you think is there any way in the world that they'd lose the minor premiership? Could they just implode with five weeks to go? It'd be one hell of an implosion. <laughs> it's possible, but I don't think it'll happen. Because um, you're also asking another team basically to win every week. That's true. That's true. I mean, the Cowboys could do it. The Storm could do it, but I don't know. Um, someone said basically... Storm can't do it. Oh, they can't do it? Okay. Basically, Cleary isn't a must-sell this week. His price won't go down. Um, yeah, I think No, you could, but it's a million bucks. It, it is, but is it is it like if you don't need to make the trade, do you wait until a better option comes in? Would you rather make a trade now that you don't love or make a trade in a week or two that you do love? Depends if you're a head-to-head player or an overall player. Yeah, true. If true. you're head-to-head play, you have to sell him. Would you, you guys... need the best possible, you know, 17 on the park, and a million bucks is going to give you the option to pick the best player that you don't own. Would you guys trade Tago to McInnes and then clear it to Trell? I want Latrell really bad this week. That one comes from Jacko Hook. Uh, I probably wouldn't because McInnes will go back to 50 points next week when Finucane comes back. So in a different combination, maybe, but not with McInnes in it. Yeah, that's... Yeah, there's, there's no upside there. Um... At the moment, it's split. So we've got 32 votes on the poll right now. 56% with Trell, 44 with Adam Dewey. So uh, I think the chat are just as, as, as divisive as what I am right now. Um, <laughs> Toe over May, if it means getting Dewey and Tarpany. I don't know what that means. 
Uh-oh. Over May, if it means getting Dewey and Tarpany. I mean, sure, that sounds awesome. I think what he's asking is, does he sell Toto over oh, May if it means... Oh, right. Oh, yes. Look, uh, yeah. For, for, uh, for Tarpany, yes. For Dewey, I'm on the fence. No, but, but, with Toto, but No, not but it means May. getting Dewey and Tarpany. Not all. Oh, uh, uh, then yeah. Yeah, he can sell Toto and get both those guys in. Yep. Then yeah. Yes, yes, I would do that. Uh, best reserve option, Jason Tamalolo, Tom Dearden, or Matt Burton? Burton. Burton for the upside for me. Dearden. Ceiling. Dearden's kind of there. Tom, Tom Lolo's, Lolo's a good move too, but you're going to have to factor in. You've also got uh, Welcome Back um, would we, this week, so would, would we, it might we, impact his minutes again. Yeah, definitely. Would we use our last two trades on Cleary to Fogarty slash Hughes and May to Dewey? No. So basically, they, they means, lost me when they said Fogarty. No, so Cleary, so Fogarty slash slash Hughes, so he can go Cleary to Hughes and then made a Dewey. To be fair, that the Raiders do have a good run home. However, I don't know if Jamal Fogarty is the kind of guy that's going to be able to capitalize on that. Yeah, I'm not going Fogarty, so I'm not even going to give that one some thought. Um, uh, Cleary and May to Manu and enough at this stage. Joey Manu, like, it's it's a huge price tag. Is he worth getting? I know that the, the debate two weeks ago was like, oh, 800k for a cent is a lot of money. Um, but what do you think? Why does he need enough? Uh, Cleary is, and May. What did Cleary drop? Uh, Cleary is 690 and Manu is like 840, my dude. Jesus. Yeah, Manu, Manu ain't cheap. No, I was talking about Cleary. Oh yeah, Cleary's last week. Yeah, yeah. So that's what someone said in the in the chat as well. Like uh, they said, um, Brew just letting you know, Cleary's six ninety, so it's not that much money tied up on the bench. So yeah, he's he's dropped a lot of cash. Bloody hell! Last time I looked at him, he was eight hundred k. See, that goes like I don't look at his price. His price has always been irrelevant to me because he was just a guy. The most expensive player you sell, and you can buy anyone. Not leaving. So I literally did not notice that his price had declined like that. Wowza. Okay. So do there you think? So, so yeah, obviously, Cleary and May Tamano are enough. Um, depending on your squad depth, if you don't, if you like, if you're playing seventeen, isn't isn't taking a hit from there? Then yeah, I, I don't mind that. Manu is a guy that you really want to have. Depends how many. Depends how many players you got, like yeah. good players, because like I've lost five guys. I think I said, and I think it's seven over the last four or five weeks. So it can go wrong in a hurry. So just pick your moment before you do go enough. Do you think it's okay buying Man back for Cleary and just playing based off matchups? He's dual, and if no. any of the if any of the gun halves get injured, you can just move him around. No. To be honest, no, I don't see the upside. Well, the dude scores fifty every week, basically somewhere yeah. between forty and fifty-five points, and quite often lately, it's with a try that he's getting the if fifty. We, like, if we woke up tomorrow and Adam Reynolds out for the season, uh, my answer would be yes. But right now, no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. I would like if I'm going to do it. I just I go someone else All right, or go we'll, someone cheaper. We'll do three more, and then we'll wrap up for tonight, guys. Uh, the SSC, the SSSC podcast says Dewey, Tarpany, or Nanai this week. I uh, would take this. For this order would be Tarpany, Nanai, then Dewey. Would no, be no, priority. no. For me, Dewey's one just against the Knights, man. Like I just think you could you could go off. Um, I would go. Dewey, Tarpany, and then Nanai. Uh, who do we play last reserve? Kikau, Elliot, or Offerhand Gowie? Look, Offer's probably going to get you 55. 
Elliot's got a hip concern now, which which isn't perfect. But kick out without his boys. Yeah, but without his boys, he's good because they give him ball and he just like says, fuck it, I'm going to do it all myself. Yeah, but you never know which week he's going to do it. That's why it's so hard with kick out. Like I've owned him most of the season. Um, And don't get me wrong, his floor is pretty good. I'm really worried missing both halves, but um, the safest option is Joe um, I think I'd personally play Elliot of the three, um, provided he starts. There's no late outs or anything like that. I think you'll start. His minutes may be dismanaged. For me, it'd be kick out Elliot off and go the way you've listed it. Um, we'll answer one more, and then we'll do a couple of rapid fires, and then we'll be done. Um, Cook and Murray, or Grant and Nanai. Now, remember that there could be some restings in 25. Yeah, uh, Grant and Nanai. Grant and Nanai for me as well. Uh, VC, Munster or Grant? Munster. Is Tassa played this week against the Warriors? No. Any love for Connor Tracy? Mm, no, not high enough base even when he scores tries. Last reserve, Madison, Appy or Dylan Brown? Who the Eels got again? I don't Manly. know. Manly. Dylan Brown. Uh, Dylan Brown or Matto? Brown. Brown or Matto. All right. That is going to be us done. I've kept Brew up long enough. His eyes are now starting to fall out of the back of his head. I have been the SC Whisperer, co- coach of the Ramsey Resurgence, ranked 237th. I've seen red arrows for like four weeks in a row, my man. This is not good. We need to need to, need to turn this ship around. Also, I just want to say fuck head-to-head in the Whisperer's $50 cash comp. I am coming first by miles, by like 300 points. I came 10th in head-to-head, missed the finals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's always the same story. Man. It's, it's just crazy head-to-head. Like you, you, you need to just be a head-to-head player and not give a shit about your rank at all and just play the matchups. The <laughs> or po- overall, they should be two different games. The Podmasters... The Podmasters um, League, it shows you how competitive it is. I am I'm coming two hundred and thirtieth, like I said. And I came I, I missed the final I missed the head I missed the top eight because I came, I had a head to head record of ten and ten and I had like the third highest points scored. So I just came up against people on their really good weeks and just lost my matchups. But that is my little rant on head to head done. I'm the SC Westbrook coach of the Ramsey Resurgence, as always, joined by Brew SC, coach of the Brew World Order. My friend, I will see you back here next Tuesday as I announced on Twitter. There'll be no more Sunday streams because FPL is back. Fun, fun times. If you like your FPL, uh, Aman from Aman Talks FPL and I have released our very first podcast. It's called The Hits, Chips and Enablers Podcast. Search it up on all your podcasting platforms if you want to hear me and Aman talk about why Mo Salah needs to be in your side. And is. And is. My man, I'll see you next week. See you, buddy. Good luck. Have fun. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.